All right, y'all. It's your boy Shad. Shad versus Smiles, the young cool urban. I'm here with WWE superstar and all around entertainer, Ron the Truth Killings. How you doing, sir? Bro, I'm blessed, man. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing pretty good. All right, first things first. Before you became a professional wrestler, uh, you were an entertainer. Explain that. Talk about that. You was on tour with Digital Underground and people like that. Now, I opened up for Digital. Um, opened up for a lot of acts that came through North Carolina. Chub Rock, Tracy Spencer. Um, actually came through North Carolina, South Carolina. I attended the Jack the Rappers conventions. Uh, that's where I met Pac Easy at. Um, uh, a lot of artists, man, like back then when I was doing the music, man, wrestling wasn't nowhere on my mind then. You know what I'm saying? I was just trying to be the best rapper artist that I could be. You know what I'm saying? Um, had my own backup dancers, the whole nine, man. And I was using my my grind from the streets to pay for all my studio time, pay for my dancers' outfits, to pay for our drip, everything, the rise, everything, man. So I've been hustling, doing this music thing way before I even thought about becoming a professional wrestler. All right, so again, you opened up in your um, North Carolina for the, for these acts and things like that. 97 roll around, you know, you say, hey, you know, I can maybe take this entertainment thing to another level. What was the moment in time where you got into this wrestling thing? Well, that wasn't, uh, actually that was introduced to me by Jack Crockett, man. Um, he and his brothers were the ones that brought wrestling to the South. And um, I was doing time, man. I was locked up doing time, you know what I'm saying? For some, uh, some drug charges and uh, gun possession charges. And myself and a couple of deputies in there, man, uh, when I was down, you know, like, normal dog. I was depressed and discouraged and, you know, trying to run through what I'm going to do with my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get my shit back together. Um, my suits have dropped off my pictures. Like you just said, the artist that I was opening up for, all the acts. So when my pictures came in, you know, the deputies, they saw pictures of me with Sinbad, Evander Holyfield, uh, Easy E, Kwame, uh, Kid and Play, like all these celebrities you see on TV. And immediately it was like, bro, you're not supposed to be in here. You're supposed to be doing something different, man. Like, you know, you got to change your surroundings, the people you're hanging with, the, the, the places you're going. And, bro, you can actually be something. So um, they was aware of my rap dream, uh, career, uh, wanting to be a big rap artist. And the plan was they would find somebody in the prison, in the, in the jail system that got locked up for some money or, or whatever reason, but found someone that could invest in my music I become a big rap star and they could stop working for the jail and become my personal security. Dog, that was the legit plan that we had. And uh, they ran upon Jack Crockett. And Jack, like I told you, Jack and his brothers have wrestling to the South. They, they're the ones that gave you Ric Flair, Magnum TA, the Pro Warriors. And, um, you know, when I was locked up, man, I was like, I was just about to say, NWA, for the Sally. Yeah, dog. So I was like, he, he was watching me, like, you know, do my thing, you know, what I was rapping, what I was dancing, what I was doing gymnastics. And I was always like clowning, having fun with the inmates. And he was like, oh, man, you're a real good entertainer. And, um, you know, the deputies came and told me, hey, we talked to Jack Crockett and uh, he wants to talk to you, he want to meet you. 
Now, Jack had a sweet deal. He was in there early in the mornings and late at night. Other than that, he didn't spend time in there. He was doing his work release thing. So he and I spoke three times. And um, he took a liking to me. He said, I want to give you a job. Honestly, dog, I thought he wanted me to cut his grass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was, I, bruh, I was totally like, I didn't have no knowledge of the wrestling. I knew wrestling and I watched it. Remind you now, I got out six months after he got out. He came and picked me up, dog, from my mom's house. I had nothing. I got out with a little bit of dreams, hope, and inspiration and ambition that I had from taking that big fall in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm young, dog. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with my life? I didn't have my first child. And he took me out to eat to Bennigan. And that's when he first introduced professional wrestling to me. Now, at that time, how about this, dog? He offered me, he wanted to, like, get me groomed, ready to be Harlem Heat's manager. Because at that time, Booker and Stevie had just, bro, you see what I'm saying, dog? Yeah, I was like, I, that's big. That was big time. Dog, I turned it down. That's how, what? like, um, but that's why it's easy for me to go talk to my people, man, to talk to all kinds of like, people, man. Like, I've been there. I, I've made the, the mistakes and, and, like, trying to, like, go one way. There's always a way to get the way you want to go to. Sometimes you have to take a different route, man. So check it out. I turned them down. And I told him, Mr. Crockett, no offense, man. I just want you to invest in my music so I can, you know, become a big rap star. Not knowing that, like he said, nobody's going to give you nothing. Nobody's going to give you something for nothing. Nobody's going to invest in you more than you will invest in yourself. He said, when you're ready to, like, invest in yourself, is that only thing I can give you is opportunity. He said, when you're ready, you got my number. Dog, I turned him down for two years. So of course, as you know, I went back and forth to jail, right? Yeah. Back and forth to jail, back and forth to where I was at that point where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was um, tired of hanging with my surroundings, bro, because they were doing the same thing. I was seeing the same thing week after week after week. It was like ground all day. And I wanted something, dog. And that's when I, you know, some people are like, don't, I don't give a fuck. I, don't, I, I care. And I called Crockett, man. I said, I don't know what to do with my life. I, I don't. He said, if you do what I actually do, he said, I never gave back before. And God led me to you, told me to give back to you. He said, this one cost you number time and dedication. He said, when you taste the blood, you will know it. He took me to three WCW shows. Never been, to, never been to a wrestling show in my life. And at this time, he was senior cameraman. So he was sitting beside me at this arena. And it's packed, like 15,000 plus people in there. And Ric Flair's music hit. And when that music hit, Man, he came out and the people went crazy. So I felt the energy. And Crockett said, see, that could be you right there. All that, all those raps you was doing when you was locked up, you could be rapping your own rap down to that ring. Get in the ring. He said, you can mix your dance moves with the fighting skills that you will be taught. He said, you will be able to make money, make a name for yourself, brand yourself, and you'll be able to invest in your own self and won't have to ask nobody else to invest in you. And that was my first time being a willing vessel to change, to want to change, and going a different route, man, with acceptance, man. And I call him my ram in the bush. And when he gave me that opportunity, man, I went from managing to like getting into getting into the ring to like landing a gig, man, at NWA Wildside, which like I feel like God always put rams in the bush around me, man, because I took that different route and I wanted it. I, I the consistency was there. The hunger was there, man. Like, I really wanted that. And they accepted me. First time out the shoot, I was rapping my own music, dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. On the independence. I'm on the independence rapping, man. 
And it just started and sprouted from there, man, like a, a rose through concrete. You know what I'm saying? It just sprouted, grew, and it was accepted by the wrestling world, the universe, man. And next thing you know, dog, OJ is a millionaire. I'm here, bro. Man, look, you re- look, you reminiscing, man. You reminisce because that's when I saw you for the first time on NWA Wild Side, man. Are you then, serious, dog? Yes, I remember. Yeah, they were. Oh, uh, that's crazy, man. Yeah, that's crazy. You I'm know, a fan. I'm a fan from like ninety. Uh, I'm a fan from like ninety four. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate, bro. I was so green and so inexperienced with the whole like um. But you were still doing the stuff you zone. ended up doing in WWE, man. You was doing the splits. You the was athletic. Deal. You was doing the same athletic stuff that made me a fan of yours, dude. I was like, appreciate you, man. You look, and all you did was get better. I was just about to appreciate get to ninety nine when you got to WWE and you teamed up with um, I can't think Brian Anderson, Road also dog. known as Road Dog. Yes, yes, yes. That was my Road. deal, man. And- you wrote that Bro, rap, it was right? Like, um, I wrote the rap for both of us. Road Dog saw me at a, um, well, actually, NWA Wildside, Rick Michaels and his dad, Rick Michaels' dad was the camera guy. And, dog, I was just so happy to get away from the hood, doing street shit, man. I was just so happy that like, I was wrestling. Bro, I was making $30, $40 a night. And you tell legit people that, like, Bro, you're not making that no Yeah, what not, is this? Yeah, bro, what are you doing? You playing? Sometimes we're making hot dogs, man, for money. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I was happy, man. I was like, I was living a whole different life in a different world, man. And um, I remember Rick Michaels and his dad said, "Bro, you could be on television." At that time, it was WWF. He said, "You could actually go to WWF, man. You're you're good. You're that good." He said, "We're gonna make you a tape, and we want you to send it in." Bro, Rick Michaels and his dad made me a tape. I sent it in and I got a call from WWE two weeks later. A week after that, Vince McMahon flew me to Stanford, Connecticut to meet him, met Vince. Week after that, I had a contract. And I think two weeks, uh, six months after that, I was in Memphis, man, going to Memphis Championship Wrestling, learning how to be a WWE wrestler, learning their way. And it just it spiraled and happened that quick. And while I was in Memphis, I got discouraged, dog. I was there. They told me I would be there for six months. Well, I was there for like eight, nine months. Now I'm living in two different places. First, I'm young. First time being away from home like that, living in a whole different state um, with a kid uh, and still trying to like make things happen. I got discouraged. Six months came. That's when the doubt, I started doubting myself. I started, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know what it's like to like doubt yourself, question yourself, um, not believe your own hype enough, not be your own cheerleader, man. And I started... At that time, I feel like Road Dog came around. He was on vacation. Him and his wife was uh, at the casinos. He came to the show. He saw me rap to the ring. And I had a match against Jerry Lawler that night. And after the match, I uh, came back uh, to the gorilla and a lot of the guys was like, hey, Road Dog was asking about you. I said, Road Dog? He's like, yeah, for BX. He was asking about you. And because, before he could finish, Road Dog came in and said, was well, that you doing that rap? I said, yeah. He said, how would you like to be my tag team partner at WWE or TV? I said, man, I was about to quit, man. I'm, I'm, I said, I don't think I'm built for this. I'm about to quit. He said, you about to quit? You about to throw all this down the drain, which you don't work for? You're in development? He said, how long you been here? I said, they told me I would be here six months. I've been here nine months. He said, if you can hold on and push a little more, he said, I have you out of here in three weeks. And probably damn, if like three weeks, 
I was in WWE, WWF New York doing the Get Rowdy thing with Rome Dog. Like I said, I remember or the orange jersey. <laughs> the pants, the I said, like, I, I swear to you, you had me in the schoolyard, like, this brother is different. We got us on TV, boy. We was... <laughs> Look, I'm from Oak Cliff, Bro, Texas. man. You I know where Oak Cliff yes, is. You know where yes, Oak Cliff is. So, yes, we saw yes. us on TV. Yes. We were excited. Man, bro, and just by I'm getting goosebumps feeling the energy of what you're saying, man. Like you're giving me that all the sacrifices I've done in this business, man. To hear that from you, man. Like I represented us in a good way. And us was proud of me, man. Like that, bro, that that does wonders for the soul and for the spirit, man. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. It was just, I, look, I it appreciate was just facts. that support, dog. It was facts, yeah, though. Bro. You talking about you had us like trying to learn that rap day one. <laughs> <laughs> look, I told, yeah, look, dog. I told my dog, I told my dog, I was interviewing you. The first thing he did was like, remember the song? I said, I said, we get rowdy. <laughs> he was on the phone on the other end, so we about to move some things. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> Oh man, I tell you, dog. I say, what's up, man? Yes, sir. I oh, will. Oh shit, he asked. He said, "You remember the song?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, man. Know, you better call somebody. I said, "What?" The deal, double G and K, quit getting rowdy, rowdy. Yeah. Yes, uh, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you right, my dog. That's what's up, man. All right. Shout so out fast. to my dog, Road Dog, man. Yes, sir. But yeah, fast forward. O two, O two, roll around. You get to um, TNA, NWA. It was still NWA TNA at the time, right? And so, how like how did you end up there? Um, I got released uh, from WWF at that time. I got released, and again, <clears throat> I went from doing street shit, man, to like being on national television. And um, when I got released, I think I was I wasn't there more than two and a half years. I got fired. And again, man, I had to like, I'm my first time experiencing that, experiencing being fired. WWE was only my second job in my life. My first job was because I was on work release. So it's like um, getting fired from a company like that, that big, um, it, it made me feel like I, I, was, I lost. You know what I'm saying? I got in the game, I won from it, but then I lost, I lost everything. And it took a while, man, for me to like realize, like, oh no, there's, there's life after this. There's, you just begun. You just started, man. And the phone started ringing. I started getting the calls from everybody. And uh, I remember going and working with Rikishi a lot, man, uh, and just doing a bunch of Indian stuff. And I got the call from Jerry Jarrett, uh, Jeff Jarrett's dad, and him, Toby Keith, and some NASCAR drivers who were going to start a new promotion up. And that's when they told me they would love me to come down and be a part of it. And that's the first birth of TNA in that show. So... August 7th, 2002. First, yes. Uh, first black. I'm going to put that out there again. The first black TNA champ. First black NWA champion in the history. And everybody thought it was wrong, but it wasn't wrong. It was myself. It was me. And yeah. I remember when uh, Jerry Jarrett, Jeff's dad, gave me the name of the true killings. You know what I'm saying? And I remember when he told me how prestigious that title was to have that to be the first black to have that 
And honestly, though, I didn't realize how impactful that was at that time, at that moment, because I was living it then. I was, and I was still juggling and, and becoming a man and growing and still maturing and still, you know, trying to uh, learn from my mistakes in life and still trying to be a father and still trying to juggle so many things, man. And I, all the way to now, to you just saying that, to where you saying, let me say that again first, let me say that again. That was such an impactful moment in my life, and, and, and at time, at the time, man, that I didn't even absorb it all. That I didn't even acknowledge the um, the tracks that I was making. The, yeah, because uh, I was that God was allowing me to do for our people, for my people, man. You know. Yeah, because I remember uh, when you beat Shamrock, you just looked at the belt like, what the. Like <laughs> you just <literally>, bro, <laughs> you were just there, like, and, I, me, and, and I and I understood me, why, because it's like seeing you, like like I said, NWA, seeing you tag with um with Road Dog and stuff like that, and then you come in as Ron the Truth, and a few yes. months later you got the strap, bro, <laughs> bro, that was just like um. Like I said, man, it took a while for me to like grasp everything because it was just like spiraling and rolling so fast and happening and working. And it was helping me to become that truth. It was helping me to embrace the truth. You know what I'm saying? And that was probably like one of my most uh, most growing moments there. You know, I matured a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll never forget that. I was like, that's crazy. But then you all, but then, like I said, you, man, you worked with um, another group. You were in the three live crew with mm -hmm. Conan, uh, Triple yeah, I, my dog. you know what I'm saying? The boss, mm -hmm. boss down yes, there in man. Mexico. Shout out to my dog, man. Uh, he's the reason why Ron Killings have a name in Mexico. You know what I'm saying? I've been all over Mexico, man, because of Conan G. Russell, man. Uh, San Luis, Florida City, Mexico City, Guadalajara, Tampico. Um, I've just been everywhere in Mexico, you know what I'm saying? Because of Conan. Three live groups still be getting riled at. Three yes, sir. We got the like bad, yeah. <laughs> man, yeah. but yeah, like I said, you made your run through TNA. Um, um, you got you went back. I think this is about 07, 08. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You right back to WWE. Uh, what yep. made you go back to the people who released you literally like five, six years prior? I mean, you at that point, you was almost a, you was at the top of the mountain. You had NWA World Champ, you was up there with Dusty and Flair. You know what I'm saying? So, I was made you go back. Man. I was up there with them, man. And yeah, I had to make some tracks. But I felt like I had them matured then. I matured. And regardless of where you're going to be at in this business, if you're going to be in this business, you need to be at WWE. It's, it's the highest plateau you're going to go to to um, exploit your craft, to, to run with big dogs, per se, to, to show what you got, you know? And Umaga, um, him at the Kishi time in Italy, and Umaga, WWE was there. Umaga and Randy came by, saw me. And Umaga was uh, like, hey, man, you need to give them a call. They've been talking about you. They brought your name up. 
You need to come, you know what I'm saying? Come back, make some money, man. We miss you, man. Come make some money for your family, man. Like, rest time. You done done your thing. It's time to come back. And like I said, man, a lot of guys were showing me and teaching me the business. I didn't know you go there, you come back, you move here, you go there. Like, they were showing me the, the pattern, the blueprint. You know what I'm saying? So I actually um, gave them a call. Uh, called WWE, man, Johnny Ace. Uh, like a week after they left, and Johnny's like, hey, you know what I'm saying? How you doing? You doing okay? Uh, the one, the one. Hey, for folks who don't follow wrestling, that's John Laurinaitis, Yeah, that's the guy that, that's yay or nay. That's the yay or nay guy. So he called me, and you know, we won't be won't 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 blah blah blah. And bro, like, I think a week or two, not even two weeks later, had a contract at the door, dog. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, um, because now I'm a grown man, I'm a, just like it happened. And it was so dope, man, when I got to somehow keep that truth part of me. That's why we, we always kept that. That's why the I think Stephanie was the one that came up. She said, would you put the R in front of it? And Vince McMahon's joke always, he always asked me, what does the R stand for? And that was just, you know what I'm saying? But our uh, <laughs> truth is what we kept, what we rock with. When I went back in those steps. Boy, when you came back. What's up? I was like, boy, let's <laughs> man. Brussels, um, word and animal. You know, I feel it I good it feels to go to any country. And I've been to a lot of different countries. Yeah, I was gonna get to that too. I was like, what's up? <laughs> I bet I was like, when you came out with that, yeah, I said, man. Oh yeah, he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. Yes, man. Yes, man. Um, like I said, man, used to be in different countries, man, and to have a bunch of Egyptians singing "What's Up," you know what I'm saying? To yeah, have, you will put uh, um, when you first came back for the Middle East singing with the face. You will put the mic out to the crowd. They were saying "What's Up." Yes, yeah, and they still singing it with me. Dog. What's up? Not still. Yeah, you only got to put the mic out. The whole crowd just said, to "Yeah, the point. <laughs> it's just loud enough." <laughs> the, the, look, the camera gonna catch you. It's loud yes. now. The camera just gonna catch you. <laughs> but yeah, when you got back, you won like titles. Um, I'm gonna do a compare and contrast with these two titles. You won um the hardcore title, I think like once or twice. They came with the 24-7 championship, which is the PG version of <laughs> the, the hardcore championship. 24-7 rule. Um, so like how did you man, I, I don't know if I would agree with that. I don't know if I would go that far. Oh man. Um the hardcore title, um, uh, I, I vaguely remember it, but I don't think it uh no celebrities ever won that. I can't um, think, yeah, I can't think of not one. Not one. This 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 24-7 championship dog is. Yeah, it's do got a mind Forbes, of song. Do you know Forbes magazine did a write-up about it? Do you know yeah, that, did you? I read that. Yeah, I read that. You read that? So, like, hardcore time didn't get nowhere near that, that type of statue. You oh, know what I'm saying? Sure didn't. I don't Look, think they were trying to get y'all to stop hitting each other with foreign objects. Bro, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I don't think no WWE title has had a write-up from Forbes magazine pertaining to the numbers that that title was doing. None. Do you know the 24-7 segments was doing more numbers than Monday Night Raw and uh, Friday Night SmackDown? I did not know that. Yes. 
That's why Forbes did the write up about. But I'm gonna say you spearheaded that for real, cause <laughs> if you didn't, cause I was gonna get to this later. But yeah, I, I follow you on social, and you keep me in stitches. Appreciate it, dog. And Appreciate I was it, like, dog. if Ron gonna do anything, <laughs> he gonna entertain. <laughs> and when you how you was acting yeah. up with that belt. You was acting up with that 24 <laughs> You was acting up with that belt, man. Yeah. Oh, I, man. I still, like, hey, like look, I, I was going to, hey, I'm going to tell you, I was going to start the uh, interview off like this. I was going to call you Mr. I Want My Baby Back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dog. And see, man, look, see, just little phrases like that, man. Like, you know a little key phrases like that, man. That, bro, that's, that does a lot, man. Not just I want me, my baby back. All my colleagues, dog. Yeah, we little, love little, little fans, man. Little, little Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> yes, man. I'm still bro, mad they ain't give you a belt for that. I'm mad they ain't give you a belt for that. I was like, <laughs> if he had won and like some little random white kid came out and we found out little Jimmy was a real person. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have been you rolling. Know funny, dog. <laughs> but you know what's funny? We we talked about that and then like, should we ever see little Jimmy? Can he ever be exposed? I'm like, I don't think he can ever be exposed. Because for one, my culture, they're gonna be mad as hell if little Jimmy's a white kid. You know what I'm saying? Well, I said, it would have been fun yeah. for the skit, but we would have been like, yo, little Jimmy could have been little James from, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> from Atlanta or something. You could have got any hey, little brother. And vice versa, dog. Yeah, vice versa. If I'd have got a little black kid, they'd be like, a little Rollo don't look like little Jimmy. You don't yeah. think he's going to make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so I think, man, it was like, um, Little Jimmy had to be what he was, you know what I'm saying? But, and, yeah. but do you know how many people I had? I would do appearances and signings. Dog, the best part was like, I would have an empty chair beside me. And people would take pictures with little Jimmy, dog, with, with the empty chair. <laughs> I loved it. All for two hours, dog. They would take pictures with the empty chair because they wanted to take a picture with little Jimmy. I'm talking about grown people that got grown jobs. people that know <laughs> that, that pay know. bills. Little man. Jimmy ain't real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, love it, dog. No, little Jimmy ain't nowhere yeah. to be found. Bro, they went along with the script, dog. Oh man, but yeah, like I said, um, I, like I said, we just talked about the wrestling. But speaking of wrestling, WrestleMania is upon us. Y'all yes, know. It's never just a day or a weekend. It's a week-long event. And yes, my man dog. here got um, a performance coming up in Haltom City. Why don't you talk to us about that? Yes, man. Uh, Haltom Theater, man. It's going to be lit. You know what I'm saying? My legacy EP that's out now, available on all digital platforms. I'm going to be doing some songs. I'm going to do like a 25, 30-minute set, man. And um. I'm just going to light it up, dog. There's so much going to be going on in Dallas that week, man, with WrestleMania being a two-day event. I'm just going to be that, um, I guess, that spark of flame that just starts to kaboom off. Yes, sir. Like I said, I already saw, you know, like I said, the city already lit up with the 
posters, the flags. Y'all, y'all faces yeah. on everything right now in my city. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be I heard, up, and I also heard the project is dope, but I'm gonna just let dog, y'all know. I'm gonna let y'all know. Ron don't miss. Y'all think the theme songs are fire. He don't miss on this rap stuff. He's been doing this for a long time. Like I said before, way before this wrestling. Man is a entertainer to the fullest. If y'all look, if you don't know, you better come to Haltom City, the Haltom Theater, and find out. For real. But yes, like I said um, earlier, follow this man on social media. You won't be disappointed. Look, you can be having a bad day. Ron is going to do something to make you laugh. No matter what, <laughs> no matter. I'm gonna do something. Or I'm gonna show you something. Yeah, Are you gonna, gonna show, show you something? something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But yes, um, give them your socials, and I'm already gonna tell y'all right now. Look at look at Raw and SmackDown, and watch this man. Uh, basically run around the globe with Dana uh Brooke. <laughs> trying to grab try to get, my stuff. Try to get that baby Reggie, back. Man. Yeah, man, they all in love, man. Reggie and Dana's in love. Zawa and Tamina's in love. And I ain't got nobody, but they run around with my baby. I'm going to get my baby back, man. But y'all can follow me. For one, I just dropped um, my Umbrella. Umbrella is one of the songs that's on the Legacy EP. You can go check that out at ronkillingstv.com on YouTube. Or just put in Ron Killings Umbrella. Go check that out. You can follow me on YouTube, Ron Killings TV. Subscribe. You can follow me on Instagram, uh, IG, and Twitter. All is Ron Killings One. And TikTok as well, Ron Killings One. You heard the man. Go follow him. WrestleMania is going to be April. I believe it's going to be April 2nd April, and 3rd. 2nd uh, and 3rd, yes. And like I said, he's going to set it off Thursday night, March 31st. It's going down in Haltom City, Haltom Theater. This is shot. there, near there, come check it out, pull up, check it out. I'm also going to be giving away a little bit of cash prize, too. And he's going to be showing love to the fans. Y'all heard this, man. Come on. Yes, like sir. I said, Look, there's only two Rons that didn't have the that well, the two Rons that are the first to have the company titles. That's Ron Killing. Yes. That's Ron Simmons. Yes, the the truth. Yes, <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. Look, I'm probably put y'all on game. Support this brother. Come on out up. to um shout out to Vegas for this dog. together. And like I said, shout out to Smooth Baby. That's my dog. Yes, sir. This is shy. This is truth. Uh, we didn't get to talk about golden truth, but I'm gonna have them back. We're gonna talk about golden truth and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Shout out to my dog Gold Dust. Another Texas boy, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, like Boom. I said, we Boom. yeah, we yeah, we go, we're gonna do this again for sure. Um, like I said, this is shy, this is truth. This is the uncle urban shy versus smiles, and we out.